Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Zone Star State Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again today is Ishmael Johnson. Ish, uh, last week we did the men's basketball backcourts and frontcourts. We ranked them 1 through 10. This week we have the women's side of the state. And I must say, there's feels like there's a little bit more depth here, at least in the in the front court, especially. Remember last week we were kind of reaching on the front court for the men. Uh, you're trying to figure out who to, who to categorize as a, as a forward last week. Yeah. <laughs> if you're over 6'6", you were a forward. I don't care if you're listed as a wing <laughs> guard. You're, you're going in, in the bigs. It's like in middle school where or high school where there was like that six foot two guy who had some handles. The coach was like, nope, get your butt on the block. Yeah. Posting you up. <laughs> coach, I'm only you're taller than everybody else here. You're 5'11", but you're taller than everybody else here. Yeah. I got those 4A and 5A schools where <laughs> – you don't got much size, but all right, you're six two. Get down there. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Oh, also, I wanted to give a shout out. Congratulations on the magazine covers. Um, yes, thank you, thank you. For those going out on uh, social media and obviously finalizing those um, as you'll put the finishing touches on the um, basketball magazine that will be out um, soon enough. I don't know if you got all the dates or whatever you want to say, but hoping yeah. in early November it's mailed out to all the all our, all our subscribers. So there you go. So. With all that being done, ish, let's get into it. Let's, let's start it. with the backcourts. Um, I have 13 teams written down here that I sent over to you. And um, tentatively, that's my order, the way the way I sent it to you. But I didn't put numbers by them because I wanted your opinions mm-hmm. on what you think or if you have an order you wanted to say before we get yeah. going. Yeah, I think – I'm trying to think. I didn't have many – like for, we can we can go through – I'll go through at least the top 10 that you had listed. Uh, Baylor, AM, Texas, Tech, Houston, Rice, UTSA, UNT. SMU is one, two, three, four. And SMU five, and AM, I think, right? SMU and AM, yeah. AM Corporation. AM Corporation. So, so I guess I didn't have, let me see. I, I quickly jotted down some thoughts when I got it. I think I, think I agree with Baylor. Um, I think when we just know, one Sarah Andrews coming back, and also what we know that they're getting in Asia Blackwell, um, who you can probably categorize. I mean, I would definitely she's a guard, but like there's going to be some sets where she probably plays small ball, yeah, forward a little bit. Um, and then you add a Jada Walker, like yeah, I'd, I'd be pretty comfortable. That's an all conference scorer, um, and adding another all conference player or two all conference players potentially in Jada yeah. Walker and uh, Asia Blackwell. So I had no issues there. I kind of disagreed a little bit on the next one. I went Texas over AM. Mm-hmm. Um, at least right now, of what we know about Texas. Obviously, they returned the best defensive player in the Big 12 in Roy Harmon. I think that what we know about her and Shaylee Gonzalez, I think I feel comfortable right now putting them uh just based off what we know. Now, I think if you ask me a month into the season, yeah, AM probably could be there. Um overtaking them for personally so Roy Harm is the best player in the state yeah now it gets interesting and also last thing on Baylor real quick is I decided put Asia Blackwell in the backcourt put Rihanna Edwards in the front court I just mm-hmm. kind of split mm-hmm. them up that because they're just they could play either way but I, that's how right. I split them up so we'll get to Baylor's front court a bit but yeah I agree uh Baylor's number one for me <sighs> that team's really freaking good <laughs> Um, I, I love that team. Uh, so we'll see. There's a lot of teams in this on the women's side this year that I actually 
am really, really, really excited to watch um, mm -hmm. and see how it plays out. All right, to the two versus three, A&M, Texas. They are in a tier of their own. This is a debate that needs to be have be had. Um, yeah. For those who don't know, Texas A&M obviously went to the transfer portal and got a ton of talent. Joni Taylor completely revamped the roster. India Rogers from Oregon was a 15-point-per-game scorer, the best player on Oregon pretty much, um, an awesome, awesome player there. Uh, Rogers was being recruited by – I think she was – the. She definitely was a top five transfer portal player in the country. I don't yes. remember where she got third, fourth, fifth, somewhere in there. Um, after that, um, Aicha Kulabali from Auburn, who I was, was like a low key addition where I kind of forgot about her, but she was really, really good for Auburn last year. I remember her lighting up LSU when they played in Baton Rouge and being like, damn, she can, she can play, she can rebound, she can pass, she can do a lot of things. Um, mm -hmm. Kula Bali, I don't know where she ranked in the transfer portal, but she could not have been far off. The top. She was kind of an underrated pickup. Like it, it wasn't much fanfare, but it was like, oh, by the way, AM added her. <laughs> yeah. So it's like when I remembered that they added her, it's like you get those two, and then you add Sydney Bowles, who I think as a sophomore with you take some stuff off her plate, I think she can be mm. a really efficient scorer. Cause last year it was, we know what this AM team was. It was Sydney Bowles and Janai Barker, you know, shoot the ball Good and it doesn't yeah. matter if it goes in or not, because we just don't really have any other options. So right. I think she's an awesome shooter though. And I think she's going to be very good complimentary piece here. So I went with them as my two, I think, again, like you said, it's more projecting, but mm -hmm. I think also, you know, Texas, I, I obviously Royal Harmon's great. Shayla Gonzalez is very good. And then after that, it's like, all right, we're going back to Shea Holly as our three. It's not the Yeah, deepest. I mean, I'll I'll say that depth is is gonna be an issue this season. Um as you mentioned, I like I again I like Shea Holly, but like as the number three guard, you know, that that's gonna raise some and wasn't I mean Correct me if I'm wrong. That was also kind of the issue last year was when they didn't have Roy Harmon out there. Um, yeah, and of course they had you know last year they had they had Sonia Morris who helped That's a little a bit, but like yeah, but you know it was still a different team when Roy Harmon wasn't on the floor. Yeah, I mean because Shea Holly is kind of what she is at this point in her career. You know she's off the bench. She played 25 minutes a game last year. Um, yeah, 14 starts. But she's not going to score a ton. No, she's she averaged some solid. Like she she's a veteran presence leadership basically. Exactly. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if there is someone who I didn't name um, that steps up. Uh, obviously, there is um, off the top of my head. Uh, I'm not going to remember how to pronounce her name. Uh, yeah. Yes, I, do, I, I, I remember. I do know who you're talking about. Yes. Oh, and also they do add um, Gisela Amal, who wasn't eligible last year. She joined. She was a she reclass. No, she didn't reclassify. She graduated early. And joined the program in winter twenty three this past year from Cedar Park. Um, she didn't play because she joined in the middle of the season, but she enrolled uh, middle of the season. So, is she? I wouldn't be surprised if she plays a role in this as well because um, she is still a freshman. You know, she's technically a, a I guess a true freshman by on court eligibility standards. So. She could, I think now she's had a full off season. She's had a half season with the program. So she's worked out with them. So I think she maybe will feature prominently, but we just don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure out how to say her name. Um, I'm reading the, <laughs> the, the, the phonetics. Jacqueline. 
They have the little ear thing where you can yeah yeah jackal it's jackalinga muen and tanda muen and tanda the best that's the best phonetic phonetic uh, attempt I can make. All right, can you hear this? I'm reading it off the computer here. They they have the pronunciation thing on there. I can't hear if you're playing it now. Okay, that's all right. Jackalinga muen and Winnetanda, right, I think is how you say it. It's just such an intimidating name to read. It's not that difficult once you get it, but like I was about to say, once you see the the pronunciation guide, Jackalinga is like, okay, that's that's, that's you know, makes sense. And then Muenintanda. Yeah. Okay. I think she could also I, as a freshman, she showed flashes last year. She's six two long yes. wing. I was actually really impressed with her last year. So you that's the other thing, down. is like this is also like Shaylee Gonzalez and Rory Harmon are smaller guards. And yeah. then you add those two, like Giselle Mall is also like 5'11", 6 foot. So like they're going to add some potentially some bigger guards off the bench if those two can kind of step into their own. Yeah, I don't have a problem with Texas too. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I I would still have A&M at two. Sure, I can see that. I can see that. India Rogers is insanely good. And I do like your logic on Sydney Bowles just taking a little bit off our plate maybe. Oh. Um Here's where I think it gets interesting. Okay, yeah. so you had uh, – I think it goes – I mean, we can just go tech. the next three are Tech, Houston, and Rice. Yes. So, one, I think we need to adjust Tech because Jay-Z on Jackson is out for the year. Okay. So, so that hampers them a bit. Um, I do yeah. like Riley McKinney and Bailey Malpin, but that I think that Tech backcourt takes a big hit without – Jay-Z on Jackson. Yes. Um, so I think – and so by the way, that leaves Houston, which has Nia Boyd, Layla Blair, Brittany Onyeje, and then Rice with Destiny Jackson, Jazzy Owens-Barnett, and Dominique Ennis. I Can think I, – I think I would put – I think I would put Houston, Rice, Tech right now. Um, I will replace – and it is kind of it, it is I think a little bit of a downgrade. I would replace Jason Jackson with um, Jasmine Shavers. In there. Okay, yeah, no, that's fair. So that's fair. eight points per game last year, yes. three and a half rebounds. She was, you know, as a freshman, nonetheless. So, uh, or a redshirt freshman, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's who I would replace her with, Jasmine Shavers. I still think you're right though, in that it th- that would drop them a little bit down. Bailey Maupin was really good last year. We have high expectations for Riley McKinney as always love her. Um, but I would go Houston. Did you, you said Houston rice tech? I'd go Houston rice tech. Yeah. Okay. Good, good catch there. Yeah. Good. And so I think that for me, the question for tech would be who the point guard is. Yes. Is because they lose Bryn Gerlich as well uh, to graduation. Um, she was kind of that steady hand who just kind of moved the offense around. And I feel like these are a lot of like, especially without Jay-Z on Jackson now, these are a lot of like two guards. That's a great point. I have no So that's where I'm kind of, I think that's what, I think that's what like, I think I, I was listening to the Big 12 Media Day and I think that's what Krista Gerlich was kind of hinting at was like, yeah, Bryn Gerlich, like, you know, obviously her daughter and all that. And like, she was kind of, an, she was obviously an extension of her on the court, but I think that was like, literally like that was the point guard. <laughs> and then uh, obviously they had Brie Amber Scott, who was kind of a combo combo guard last yeah. year too. Um, so yeah, I, I, that's my question is like, I don't know who runs the point for this team. 
I'm I'm looking at now because now you got me reassessing everything. I I think I think you're right. I don't Shavers is not a point. Uh, McKinney's not a point. Maupin, I don't Maupin, think Maupin average. I mean, like combined, Maupin and McKinney averaged like one and a half assists last year. Yeah, they they didn't have the ball in there. So that is, I mean, but that is a roster construction flaw to a degree when you only sure. have the one point guard. Obviously, you don't anticipate her getting injured, but even when she's not on the court, it's like where are you going for creation there? That is, yeah, that's a big blow. Um, let's talk about the the other two though. Houston adds Nia Boyd from UTEP. We've talked a lot about Nia Boyd throughout her career. Um, I, you know, two-time transfer now, right? I mean, going from what North yep. Texas to UTEP to Houston. So hopefully she, everything's good and she can play. Was I, it was it North Texas? Didn't she go to Oklahoma State for a bit? I get her and um, the Noble. other. That's Quincy Noble. I get, I get her and Quincy Noble confused. No, 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 she did, she did. It was, it was UNT to Oklahoma State to UTEP, and then now it's a – to Houston. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Jeez. How is the NCAA going to – I think okay. – well, because I think the problem is Quincy Noble also went to Oklahoma State. <laughs> yeah, she did. That's – okay. So she went from North Texas to Oklahoma State to UTEP to – Houston. Texas <laughs> to Houston, sorry. Uh, hopefully she can play. I mean, I we haven't talked about this at all, but, like, the two-time transfers are starting to get chopped down a bit. And um, I know Cincinnati's men's side had two players ruled ineligible. And then the rest of the country is kind of just waiting. Right. Um, I know yeah. LSU has, you know, a player waiting. I know North Texas with Rondell Walker, um, mm. the guard from Oklahoma State. That would be second time transfer. So everyone's just kind of waiting. Um, yeah. But let's include her in here. Uh, so Nia Boyd uh, coming in, uh, well-experienced guard. Layla Blair and Brittany Onyeje, we've talked about the last two years. Um very very high on them um yeah. and even if Nia Boyd may potentially maybe is ineligible or whatever i still like Layla Blair and Bernie and Yoshe quite a oh, bit yeah. um no, I, I think so i think that's i mean like the issues with Houston has been a lot of like not having Layla Blair kind of do a lot of it mm-hmm. um and even if like i don't think Nia Boyd's career has kind of gone what she kind of what we kind of, what people kind of hoped when she kind of burst on the scene at, at North Texas um, but she kind of got back to a little bit of what we expected last year at, at UTEP. Um, yeah. and if she can even get like a fraction of that, like, you know, 10 points a game or whatever, like that's a huge, huge get for just to help out Layla Blair's production, I think. Yeah. Tiara Young, um, or Tiara Young, I believe. Yeah. She, we do have SMU on this list. She's at SMU now, so yeah. we will get to them in a bit. Rice, Destiny Jackson, is the primary returner there. We have talked, I mean, we talked to obviously the head coach and uh, we've talked about Rice a decent amount. Uh, they do lose quite a bit from last year's team as far as shooting goes and scoring. Destiny Jackson will have a lot on her plate. And yeah. I mean, there's really no reason to think she can't handle it. She's one of the better guards in the state. And then you kind of fill in from there. Jazzy Owens Barnett had was a role player last year. will be a starter this year. Dominique Ennis, uh, will we'll step in and have a significant role as well. So those two being role players, they're going to have to find their their footing pretty quickly. But we love Destiny Jackson. Yeah, I think that I think for me, Jazzy Owens Barnett's going to be that player to kind of take a step forward. Um, yep. She's part of a, I believe, two time or maybe just one time state championship team at, at Frisco uh, Liberty, 
and she kind of has she's going to be more of a defensive presence for them um in my opinion um because mm-hmm. she kind of came from that system at, at in high school and she was one of their linchpin defenders um so i i, I really i i think she's going to be one of those like 10 points a game ceiling but like potentially all conference defend defensive players i also want to give a credit i mean Destiny Jackson last year averaged 10 and a half and three and a half assists. Yeah. Um, Jazzy Owens Barnett, five and a half points and two assists or 1.8 assists, which is tied for the second most on the team. So, yeah. you know, she they'll, they'll have creation. They'll have variety at guard, which is, which is big. Okay. Uh, let's keep it moving. Next tier. Do you, do you have the next four all in the same tier here? Would you say? Uh, I think so. So the next four, let me see. UTSA. Uh, UTSA, North Texas, SMU, and uh, and then uh, AM Corpus Christi. I think I stuck with that. I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm sticking with that because if you want to look at a backcourt that could punch its way into the neck, into the group above, I think it's potentially UTSA. Yes. Because um, they bring back Kira White, Sydney Love, of course, the two players that played started last year, and then Haley Atwood, who she can just. That that to me that that trio, if the whole program as a whole takes a step forward, like I think they, it, it could be massive for their production. Um, obviously, we'll get to the front court. Obviously, this is going to be a front court driven team. But if they just have any type of production from like an Alexis Parker behind them, um, all of a sudden they're talking about one of the deeper units in the state. Yeah, didn't even mention Alexis Parker there. But Sydney Love, as a true freshman, comes in averages ten points a game. Um, Shoots 43% from the field, 35% from three on three attempts a game. Kira White, we know what she is. We talked about her a lot. Eight points per game, four and a half assists. I I mean, Haley Atwood coming back, obviously, 20, started 20 games last year. I think this is a UTSA team. Like you said, it's built on the front court. But mm-hmm. this this backcourt, like you said, could very well punch into that Tech, Rice, maybe Houston, depending on how it goes. But, like, I you could make an argument there in that five range, five to eight or five to seven range pretty easily. So uh, yeah, do um, I do want to also mention um I believe Madison Cockrell and Sienna Gutadaro. They started a, like two or three games for mm-hmm. them. So like they have minutes. I believe they let me see if they average. So they average 12 minutes for Gutadaro Gutadaro and then uh Cockrell averaged eleven point three. 11.3. So, like, again, that's rotation minutes, right? Potentially a unit that if any of those, and again, I'll throw Alexis Parker in there with them. Mm-hmm. Um, if any of them can just like slightly improve, which again, they're a year more seasoned, um, it's possible. Yeah. All right. North Texas. This one's interesting. <laughs> this is very interesting. So, Deonte Robinson is obviously, yeah. Deonte Robinson is obviously the, the, the big get for, for Jason Burden. Um, she got hurt last year, but she was on pace to basically be have another all conference season. Um, and then you have Irina Hardaway, and then you kind of have the biggest uh, uh enigma in Jocelyn Moore. <laughs> um, last year we were waiting for the Jocelyn Moore thing to happen, <laughs> and it didn't. Here, here's um, what I'll say though, yeah. She- Started the year awful, right? In conference play, she was at least average. And like I'll say, and forty percent from the field, and thirty-four yeah. percent from three. And to your point, uh, 
I mean, she wasn't like exclusively bad. Like it wasn't like UNT was like ripping and then they didn't have her when they needed like kind of like yeah. what SMU had with Zach Nuttall when, yeah. when Kendrick Davis was lighting it up. It's like, oh, if they can just get Zach Nuttall, it's like, exactly. oh, they're right there. It was like, no, UNT was just bad last year, right? Like it was like, it wasn't just her. So like what happens when you have a Deani Robinson next to her who isn't, you know, when she's not asked to be the to come in from UIW and be a 20 point per game score, 15 point per game score, maybe you get something. Um, and so that's kind of why I'm not giving up on her. Cause I think, I think Burton mentioned it too. It was confidence, right? A lot of it was, it felt like he was, it was confidence when he looked back and started talking to her about like the season and what he's seen so far. So if there, if that was the issue, I can see that, right? If you're a player who is scoring 17 points a game, then you go to a new place and you're shooting, horrendously the team's losing you're putting up like 10 points a game like yeah i can see confidence playing a big factor in that yeah so um i have faith that she can maintain or i mean i think she can she's a better player than what she was last year and yes like let's put it this way she went let me let me put up bring up her stats exactly for anybody that forgot uh 2020 2021 she put up 11 points a game almost 12 points a game at uiw uh 40 40 from uh from two then the year before last year at UIW, 17 points a game, 43% from two. She shot a lot because um, that was kind of all she had, but she goes to UNT, shooting percentages drop, points per game drops, uh, I believe assists drop, like everything kind of just drops. But again, the whole team wasn't very good. So it was like, it wasn't completely on her. I probably She probably put a lot of pressure on herself to kind of like fix a lot of it herself. <laughs> yeah. I, so. I don't know. I, I think... There is there's room for optimism here. I think she opinion. showed enough in the conference season. Yes. Like her numbers were like she had a couple games where she's like, okay, she's back. She's there. She's like she's right. still there. I don't I don't look at it being like it's a lost cause. I think 40% from the field, 34% from three in conference is enough to be like, okay, if she can get to, you know, a slightly better average and get to 10 points per game for this team, that's huge. Um right. Ar- Ar- Ariana Hardaway, forgive me if I said that wrong. Ariana mm-hmm. Hardaway, uh only averaged three points last year, but Average 23 minutes per game in conference. And um, I mean, I, would, I think she's someone, I mean, of three three assists per game as well. So we're mm-hmm. talking about someone who's tied for the lead in assists per game last year at North Texas. I think uh, she's going to be one that has a lot on her plate and I think could complement Jacqueline Moore very well. So I, I like yeah. that backcourt for North Texas. SMU and AM Corpus Christi. SMU as Maya Chandler from Loyola Chicago, Tiara Young from Houston, like we mentioned, and returns Reagan Bradley, uh, who is a fairly um, polished piece at this point. I, I like uh, that backcourt and AM Corpus Christi, Paige Allen, Violetta Verano, and Jada Whitner all return mm-hmm. for AM Corpus Christi. I, I like that backcourt. I might even move them up maybe a spot over SMU, but yeah. um, Maya Chandler from Loyola Chicago was, was a big gift for, for SMU. Yeah, no, I think I think I agree with those. Um, I'm very fascinated by SMU this year, just because like they've been okay, mm-hmm. but like they've kind of been okay for a couple years, and I feel like they're due for a breakout. I'm wondering if somebody like a Tierra Young gives them just like enough over the hump to like maybe because I believe they've been like 500 or so under him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering, I'm wondering if this is like the year under Toyo Wilson where they kind of like punch through to the top of the conference well you think about it reagan bradley averaged 8.7 points per game and 3.1 assists last year maya chandler from at loyola chicago averaged 10.7 points uh per game yeah 
And then uh, obviously Tierra Young, like we talked about, uh, was productive at Houston, averaging where's your official average? I don't want to just spit out a number here. They need to update their bios. Six six player of the year um, in the American finished. They have our total points, 361 points in 30 games. So do the math, and, boom, there's 12 points per game. Yeah, they just – honestly, the biggest thing for them is they need to learn how to – they just – they need to shoot. They've they've shot – I think in conference they shot like 28% from three or something. Yeah. Like it's been – sorry, I'm looking it up now. It was worse, 22% from three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, so they they need literally anything from three. Yeah, because so. they were they were, I think they're let's say they're fourth in two point percentage, and oh, okay, so here here's <laughs> I have found the issue with what this team needs to fix. One, they can't shoot the three. Two, they don't shoot the three at all a lot, and so like because they can't shoot, they don't shoot a lot of them, and so there becomes limited ways to score. Yeah. Basically, they were ninth in three point rate in the conference. And so when you're not shooting a lot and you're not making what you do shoot, yeah, eh, needs to fix get, that. Yeah, you get like two threes per game. <laughs> right. All right. Um, but I do think that's a really good 10. Like, because AM yeah. Corpus Christi, we've, we've talked about them throughout the years of this being obviously Alicia Westbrook in the front court, but then Violetta Verano returns, Paige Allen returns. Um, Jada Whitner is also a capable player. So mm-hmm. um, I like their trio as well. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Mark Kellogg took SFA's backcourt to West Virginia with him. So. Yes. yes, don't ask about SFA. Um, I do have – I mean, I put them in the next three. Like, No, I know what you I mean, said, but like Zion Newton's gone. Tabby Diggs is gone. Like, or no, Tabby Diggs. Sorry, Tabby Diggs was at TCU. Um, but like uh, Zion Nugent went with him, and it's like, oh, geez, he's just going to take all the cool people yeah, with him. Took all of them. So uh, <laughs> it'll be a rebuild there. I have Abilene Christian as honorable mention, Aspen Thorne, Bella Thorne – or Bella Earl and Claire Graham, SFA, Tyler McClint call Dustin Lombard and Kyla Deck, and then TCU – um Jaden Owens shout out Jaden Owens yeah uh Tara Manamaluega Manamaluega that was a good one yeah I think 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 you got it I got it all right yeah honestly TC under Mark Campbell I have no idea what to expect yeah Um, and Paige Bradley as the other one there I was listening to Big 12 Media Day uh uh, the other day and Jaden Owens and Mark Campbell which is why I'm interested in watching them somebody asked him I was like hey what's the thing people are going to kind of get from watching this team and they both like Mark Campbell was like, we're going to lead the nation in pick and rolls. And I was like, interesting. <laughs> Jaden Owens breakout season. I'm well, here. I was about to say, Jay, then somebody asked Jaden Owens, she was like, so what, how much of practice is pick and rolls? And she like laughed and she was like everything. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Like I'm interested. Oh, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. I'm, I'm into just to watch it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Just like, exa- like the fact that he was openly saying like, we're going to lead the nation in pick and rolls is like, Okay, I'm into it. Hundred ball screens a, a game here coming <laughs> in. It might need some some more guards here. But, I was about to say. <laughs> all right, Jade. No one's. Hey, she wanted to get more PT, man. She's, yeah, here yeah. We go ball in your hands. <laughs> all right, let's move to the front court. Nope. Here, I uh, spent enough time on the back courts. Well, okay, do you just want to read them off, or do you have uh, something? Uh, that... Let me sure. see. Let me. Um... I don't know if I have many disputes because I don't know if I have many disputes. Yeah, Let's read it off. Let's yeah, read go ahead and read them off. Read them off. All right, this was my order, which yes. I sent to Ish, which we can debate. Texas at one, A and M at two, 
Baylor at three, UTSA at four, Texas Tech five, TCU six, AM Corpus Christi seven, North Texas eight, Rice nine, Houston ten. I, I don't think I have. I think the only ones that I slightly. The only change I made on mine was I think I had Rice over UNT. Um, but let's put them into tiers then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's put them into tiers. I think you can put honestly, can you put the first four? In four, the tier? I think. Let's, say, you, uh, let's, let's put UTSA in there. Yeah, because I don't think Texas, I don't think any of these four are like overwhelmingly like, oh, that's multiple all conference players, right? Like, so, so let me let me put it this way I think Texas has the deepest by far front yes. court. Um, because you mentioned for we have we have Aaliyah Moore, Deanna Gaston, and Taylor Jones listed. The ones that we don't have listed that could play, Tiana Heron, who comes in from, I believe she transferred in from Kentucky, um, who's a freshman. Amina Muhammad, who got some time last year. Yep. Khadija Fai is back. <laughs> um, and I believe, let me see, Madison Booker, who's a, who's a, who's a five-star freshman. So, like, that's potential. Again, they're not going to all play. But, like, that's, like, five or six players that's, like, Okay, like that's you know if that, that let's put it this way, if any of these teams can take an injury, it's yeah. Texas. Yeah, they are the so, deepest. Yes, I could also argue that the other three teams have the best uh, one, a singular player that is better than anybody on Texas. Yes, one hundred percent. I think that's very fair. Texas A and M at two, I could drop them and th- like again the top four. Honestly, A and M's probably four here, but I think they deserve to be in this tier. Um, AM has Janiah Barker, Jada Malone, and Lauren Ware. Lauren Ware transfers in from Arizona. Janiah Barker was the number three player in the country two years ago. And she's probably uh, gonna, I mean, if her if her trajectory goes the way we think it's gonna go, you're looking at a potentially top five pick in the WNBA in, <laughs> in a couple years. <laughs> yes, uh, I haven't thought about that. That's a yeah, that's definitely true. Um, let me see if the media, which last year I had an SEC vote. But this year, I did not have a preseason SEC vote. Oh, so what's up with that? I don't know what I did. All I did you was won. cover the national championship. <laughs> I was about to say, all he did was cover the national All I was was the best beat writer on the national championship beat. Like, all right, whatever. I don't know. Maybe I need to do something better. Uh, but let's see. They had to humble you a bit. They're like, they you got to cover a national title? Get out of here. <laughs> no. All right, Janiah Barker did not make uh, the first or second team. Aichaquila Bali was the only AM player. <sighs> To make a team. I mean, to be fair, it's a very good front court in the SEC. <laughs> yeah. So if you had to fill out front court, back court, I, I can understand it. Um, like, like first team, first team's taken. Like, sorry, Andrew Reese, Jackson. Like, you're you're not breaking that. Yeah. Second team, Justin Carter at Mississippi State's damn good. Anisa yeah. Morrow at LSU was an All American last year. Should have been first team, but Anisa Morrow, yeah, yeah. All American. Jessica Carter, and so then it's like third. Madison Scott, I think, front court. She's like 6'1, 6'2 from Ole Miss. I wouldn't mind to see Janai Barker over her, but sure. um, regardless, yeah. yes, it's a very stacked. Would you agree court. with AM potentially has the highest ceiling front court? That's where I think that you can debate that they have the highest ceiling. Them and Baylor? Them and Baylor have the highest ceiling? Yeah, yeah. I'd put Baylor because uh, we have Driana Edwards, Dariana Little Page Bugs, and Bella Fontleroy. Um, Honestly, yeah, no, I could, I could definitely see Baylor up there. For me, I think where AM separates themselves is, I think they have size and fit, like, like 
the fact that Lauren Ware is going to be able to be down there and help out Janiah Barker, right? Get yes. rebounds. So like teams can't just like body Janiah Barker like they did last year. And she was still able to put up pretty good numbers. Um, you're able to have somebody else who's about to, who, who can potentially snag a couple of rebounds. Jada Malone, of course, like we mentioned, I think, I think they're going to have size to their advantage because you have some, you have six, four in Janiah Barker, six, five in Lauren Ware and Jada Malone is six, three. Right. So like, that's like a huge front court if we're being honest. Um, she started, uh, Lauren Ware started at Arizona in 2022, mm-hmm. did not play last year. Um, I mean, she's, like you said, has the height. I mean, as far as defense goes, she's one of the better blocks, uh, shot blockers. She'll be one of the better shot blockers in the conference. Yeah, it, it hinges on Janai Barker. I mean, this mm-hmm. A&M team, as much as I want to talk about India Rogers and Lauren Ware and Aichikula Bali, like Janai Barker, if she plays at an all-SEC, like we said, you have to compete with Rakia Jackson, with you know Angel Reese and, and these players day in, day out. If she's she the key for this team. level. Yeah, she, she is the key. Her her trajectory is AM's trajectory. Exactly. So that's going to be really interesting because last year it didn't matter what she did. They weren't winning games. Like right. they I she think, was injured. She was in and out. Like this year it matters. Yeah, on a one thousand percent. I think for me, I'm not saying she's this good because I I don't want to disrespect uh this player I'm about to compare her to, but like trajectory career wise, like it's very angel Reese similar to where a solid player, first year at Maryland, mm-hmm. takes that next leap, mm-hmm. right? And then she goes to LSU and hits the stratosphere, right? Yeah. I think like, and and LSU obviously does not win or even compete for a national title if she does not reach that stratosphere level last year. You saw them yeah. firsthand. And so I think, I'm not saying she's going to get to that point, but what I'm saying is, if she, the team's trajectory is her is her ceiling, right? If she can take, even if that if it's that 17 points a game uh, hit that, Angel Reese took in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, we're looking at like a dark horse, not contender, because again, LSU is LSU this year, um, but like a team that's like third or fourth in there, potentially, potentially. Yeah, I mean, I had them sixth yeah. in the conference in my in my not ballot in the magazine. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert: um, the the SEC media had them eighth, eighth which I, yeah. again I think is probably a reluctance to put a team i was about to say i think it's fair based off what we saw last year but People. also like giving them some credence for punching up a little bit yeah um so that's the top four and texas and m oh we haven't talked enough about baylor sorry let's talk well, more we can, about we, baylor. let's just categorize baylor and utsa together to kind of put it together uh, put it quickly i think baylor size is going to be a little bit of an issue mm-hmm. um but i think that they have a lot of versatility Driana Edwards isn't a traditional big. She's a stretch. And then, of course, Dariana Littlepage-Bugs is... I would like to see her shoot a little bit more from the outside. I think she could, um, but she kind of had to play just exclusively inside last year. Um, but she's also somebody who's going to alternate in the wing. So I'm very curious to see her next step when she's not asked to be the only uh, big yeah. Uh, oftentimes. <laughs> yeah. And then UTSA, Jordan Jenkins yeah. is... I mean, you could put. I mean, you could put her right behind Janai Barker for second. I was about to say she starts on any team in the state. <laughs> yeah, second best being in the state. And we're, the thing is, we're not even saying that just as like a oh, you know, give mid majors love. Like, no, she did that at USC. She was yeah, she was her at USC, and she's and her, her at- with Alyssa Coleman. Alyssa Coleman gives her just another somebody else in the paint to where. I mean, teams are still going to focus on Jordan Jenkins, but like they have another physical presence next to her to where yeah, she she doesn't have to like. Huh? What was it? 
Yeah, 10 points per game last year. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like you can't just beat up on her because there is a capable scorer next to her. Um, Maya Linton, potentially, if she takes a step forward, right? You, you know, she's up here too. Um, she's a sophomore this year. or she sophomore this year or was she last year? I feel like she was a sophomore last year. I don't think I had her no, in the point, – Point being, um, she if she can take a little bit of a step forward – you know, contribute because again, I think I think the weakness for this UTSA team was that when Jordan Jenkins wasn't on the floor, <laughs> what this yes. what was this team? No, you're right. She was a freshman last year. Okay, yeah. so that's awesome. Like I think she contributed enough on this team to for a freshman. If we ranked freshman classes last year, like UTSA's freshman class was one of the best, if not the best, as far as impact goes. Pretty good, yeah. They definitely were thrown at the fire a lot. Rice, too. Rice um, Rice was had a couple contributors, Rice. too. Yeah, I'm just like, Sydney Love, Maya Linton, Alexis Parker, Sienna Gattudaro, yeah. you say it. Um, go down the list, Madison Cockrell. So, mm-hmm. very uh, good team there. Um, all right, to so the second tier. How, I mean, whew. What is this? Four through seven here, or five? Yeah, through seven I, here? honestly, yeah, that's it's probably a good. Let me say one. Tech two, TCU three, and Anum Corpus Christi. Yeah, that's the next three. So tech, yeah. is, tech is new. Tech yeah. is the new thing, and that you can move them anywhere between five and seven, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, Jordan Merritt from Florida. I, you know, I've gotten to watch her a couple times, and she's really capable, versatile forward. I really think that's a great addition. Uh, Alina Arike, we've talked about at UTEP, being also a versatile type forward. Mm-hmm. there um and then jasmine lewis is the returner for um texas tech it, it is a new look front court um kind of similar to baylor it is more versatile than it is big mm-hmm. which may or may not work in the big 12 but sure. i i think from a talent perspective i think they they got it at five i think so i think so too um they also added uh kelly mora who is a pretty pretty good reliable uh Posts for Lubbock Monterey. Um, I don't think she'll play. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how much she'll contribute this first season. But she she was a good pickup for them that I liked in the off season. Um, so we'll see. Um, this one's a kind of a, a a lot of pieces that I like, but I'm trying to figure out exactly how they'll kind of play together. Yeah, um, Jasmine Lewis is a six four senior, by the way. So for those who don't know, um, I expect her to probably start at the five. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they have some decent size. JoJo and Wari. 6'5", and then you had freshman alcohol, uh, Maggot, 6'7", from Arizona. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they have some size in that regard. I, yeah. I look at it as more of Jordan Merritt, 6'3", and can handle the ball and played like a wing at Florida. So that'll be interesting. Um, TCU, another team that has some, some new faces, obviously, with a new coach. Uh, Sedona Prince comes in from Oregon um, as – what was she out of high school? Top 40, 50 player? Something like that, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Um, and then Sydney Harris comes in from Central Michigan. I believe she was all-conference at Central Michigan last year. And then Breon White returns for TCU. Um, any thoughts on TCU? Yeah, like it's similarly to Janiah Barker, but on a different level. It's going to depend on the health of Sedona Prince, right? She's battled a ton of injuries. Um, but this is still potentially – I think we've been waiting for like the dump because injuries hampered her. We've been waiting for like the dominant presence that she could be very good defensive player, offensive game. Again, probably hasn't developed the way people wanted to hampered by injury, but you add uh, somebody like a Sydney Harris next to her. 
to where I think I think what I hope at least she's going to be kind of the defensive anchor and then kind of more of a get what you can on offense, right? Because yeah. um, you add capable scores like you You're mentioned. Sydney Harris? No, I'm talking about with Sedona okay. Prince next to Sydney Harris. Okay, okay, yeah. Sedona yes, Prince yes. is going to be that defensive anchor with players like Sydney Harris probably. And then um, there's another guard, that, uh, Una Ivanovic on, on, the, on the wing, right? She was a 17-point-per-game scorer at her previous stop. Um, and so I wonder if this is like a ideal scenario for Sedona, which I think it is. Um, but a lot's going to count on just her, how healthy she is. I didn't want to overshoot Sonona Prince, but I drastically underrated her out of high school. She was the number eight recruit in the country. I knew she was high. I didn't want to say top yeah, 10. Yeah. But uh, um, Sydney Harris last year was, as a freshman, was the MAC freshman of the year, averaged 17 and a half points per game, four rebounds. So that is a combination. And she's more of like a kind of a wing, six foot one. You yeah, know, nowadays yeah. in women's basketball, if you're that six foot tweener. six one range, you're a nice little tweener. But the, I, one, I the, the two players that I want to keep an eye on potentially to add depth to this. Um, so Aaliyah Robertson, uh, I believe she played a little bit last year. She came from San Antonio Clark. Her mm-hmm. sister, Ariana Robertson, is actually with the top player in the state for 2024. Um Lengthy, right? Played a little bit last year. Lengthy kind of gives them another defensive uh, defensive presence. Jade Clack from from Austin High, I believe ESPN. Let me see. ESPN had her as a four star. I don't know if they what they, she had her they had her ranked, but underrated pickup, I think. So I I wonder how much she'll play this year. I think she'll play quite a bit, um, but potentially you have two players adding to the depth. It's by far going to be. Sedona Prince, Sydney Harris, um, probably Breon White, but I think that those two potentially are uh, adding a lot. Let's see if I can find. Uh, Jay Clark was the number ninety-two player. Okay. In the country. Um, so, also for TCU, um, Victoria Flores, point guard for them. Oh, from Duncanville. Was the number eighty-one player. In the yeah, country. I was about to say from Duncanville. I do remember her. So two top one hundred players for TCU. There you go. Um, this year. And then we get to uh, AM Corpus Christi, where it's Alicia Westbrook. You could throw up there with any names that we've talked about. Also, probably um, starts for most teams in the state. <laughs> also, probably starts for every team in the state. Um, just a, a stalwart player, like a pillar of what uh, they've they've done at AM Corpus Christi over the I, past. I years. always, uh, I always look at those. It's a joke in, in college football that I do, but it's uh, typically like when I see one of those players that's still around, I'd always quote tweet and say, get a job. <laughs> she's approaching, she's approaching that territory. She's not quite there yet, but I'm like, she's only in her fifth year. She's only, she's only, I was about to say, this is like typical extended time, Yeah, but uh, she's just been there for, she's been playing for so long. Like she's been like, since like a sophomore, she's just been like starting for them. So it's felt like a long time. <laughs> exactly. Here's the thing. Last three years, sophomore through senior year, it's been 12.1 points per game, 13.3 points per game, and 12.5 points per game. Um, and then rebounds, 8.8, 10.4, 10.2, uh, percentage, 52, 51. And last year actually took a dip uh, because she had to shoot, you know, over more than one. Uh, she had to shoot almost nine times per game. Uh, took a dip down to 45%. Yeah. She also, um, I'm from the free throw line. She shoots 75 plus percent every year. I mean, one of the best players in the state. Her numbers may go. I'm trying to, I'm curious to see, cause like they don't bring back McKenna Serrato, who was their go-to guard. Yeah. And so like, I don't know what this team, uh, it's, she may be asked to shoot even more this year. <laughs> she was also two times. She's also two times Southland defensive player of the year. 
yeah. Shout out to that as she's well. awesome. No, she's incredible. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where you start when talking about this um, uh, team and this front court. And that's why I wouldn't have a problem, you know, if you put them at five. Sure. Uh, I, I, I think the issue is just comes from what's around her, you yes. know, like um, Bruna Anguera, like she was fine last year. She played 20 minutes a game, but it was like, it was very much like you are the like fourth option on offense, you know? Yeah. Um, and I believe uh, who's the other one you mentioned. Um, uh, I not, can't not, oh, I can't. Uh, Nabawiya McGill. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Nabawiya McGill. She also played like Five yeah. minutes, six minutes. So it's like the depth there is going to be a huge issue. Exactly. Um, so though they're both six two, they're kind of yeah. just complement pieces here um, to see what Alicia can do. Like we said, we like the the backcourt quite a yeah. bit. Um, if you and if you're AM Corpus Christi and you have a top ten backcourt and a top ten frontcourt in the state, you're you should be able to do what they've been doing, which is winning the Southland. Yeah, just keep winning the Southland there. <laughs> so or at least you know competing to, to win in that yeah. Southland. That was pretty good last year off my memory okay um then you have the last three eight through ten which i do think is that third tier yeah and you said maybe rice over north texas north I texas. Got rice. yeah i got rice over north texas because i, I think we'll say it again i don't know i so here's my thing right i would you agree that malia fisher is the best player Tamisha Lampkin's pretty damn good. You think Tamisha? Okay, okay. I mean, I, I I think that's a push. That's what I'm trying. I don't think maybe maybe. Okay, okay. Lampkin averaged twelve and six or something like that last year. Was to me? Yeah, I know she was their second. Or was she, she the leading scorer last year? She wasn't that far off of of what? Here I got it. Tamisha Lampkin averaged oh nine and seven. Sorry, I was a little okay. off there. But I mean, um, still probably. The, I think that was probably their second leading score. Yeah, um, okay. Malia Fisher, 11.8, 6. I think she definitely – she was one of those players because Rice as a whole kind of dip, dipped off when conference started. Yeah. I think Malia Fisher was one of those players that kind of dipped off once conference started. Um, but I'll add – because you meant you list Malia Fisher, Fatou Sam, and then Sussi Nwaglefak. That's my best you got it. That. Um, we'll But also, I want to add Shelby Hayes in there. Shelby Hayes played about 10 minutes a game last year from Cedar Park. She played with – Gisela Mall uh, won those two state titles there. I think she's going to have a not a big year, but like a pretty big s- a breakout year in terms of like, I think 15 to 20 points, uh, not points, oh Jesus, minutes a game. Um, because she is somebody who I think is a very throwback post player in terms of footwork, scoring, touch around the rim. So I want to add her in there. And I think that depth kind of gives Rice the edge for me. I don't know, Ish. I think you are sleeping on on who Burton brought with him. I know. From, You're going to mention Desiree um, Colonel. If we're not talking about Desiree Colonel, three straight time, three straight all-conference selections that's in fair. this, in the, uh, what was it, Lone Star Conference here. Yeah, that's fair. I'm, I mean, obviously, that's it's fair, a that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, maybe I am. Up. I'm probably underrating her a lot. I mean, maybe. We'll see. But that's 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 the one there. And then I do think Anaya Johnson it was was capable last year, at least for them. Six and a half points, four and a half rebounds, mm-hmm. um, second on the team in blocks. That that trio, I'm still ta- I I will probably concede Malia Fish is the best player on the both teams. But I think if Desiree Colonel can play at a complimentary level complimentary level to Tamisha Lampkin, that's a pretty solid front front court there. Okay. Okay. I can I can that. I can agree. I can. I'll agree to to kind of 
hold off on that because I probably no, am underrating wrong, Desiree me. Colonel a lot. I said, go ahead, yell. Yell at me. Start, <laughs> start throwing something in here. No, I think, I, say, I, think, I, think Des- I think I did underestimate the fact that Desiree Colonel was an all-conference player at, at Commerce. And then, uh, was she all-American at, at D2 or was... Oh, I don't think so. But all, regardless, consistently all-conference, basically yeah, in D2 and D1 probably last year. Yeah. Um, last year, average 12 and a half and six and a half Southland Conference All-Tournament honors after 21.3 points per game in the three Southland Conference tournament games. I'm curious about, let me see. Let me look up her numbers. Baller. Did you read off her, did you read off her conference numbers? No. Okay, let me look up her conference. Because like, uh, I do want, I'm curious to see how she played when Deonnie Robinson was out. Yes, um, well. In, in the tournament, see. she averaged 21 points a game. I was just about to say right now. So, a 27 so she put up receiver conference numbers according to uh, her hoop stats. 14.6 points a game on 47% shooting and 31% from three. Uh, she took about two a game. So, like, she was she was a threat from out there. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. No, I'll see. I'll see UNT over. I'll I'll. I'll see that because again, that that conference, those conference numbers came without Deonnie Robinson, and everybody knew kind of the ball would go through her. So yeah, okay, I'll I will see UNT over Rice then. I think ten Houston is actually. I don't think that you could put them above either Rice or North Texas. Looking at it now, Bria Patterson is the is the one here that you're like, all right, you have to consider her when when looking at this. Um, I, I look at the front court for Houston, obviously around Bria Patterson averaging 10 points per game, um, four and a half rebounds. Like she, oh, she had 66 steals last year. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have two steals a game. Like, I think she's a good player. Cameron Jones is a good player. They add uh, Desiree uh, D- Diawara uh, mm-hmm. from junior college. So, but I, I do think they are comfortably 10th um, in this conversation, which isn't bad. I mean, obviously you're in the top 10 in the state, but yep. Uh, that's where I would have them. Yeah, I think I'm trying to think. Also, uh, Peyton McFarlane was a yes. could, played a bit at Utah. Um, yeah. I'm just now looking over some of their other additions. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to think. Uh, they yes, added I mean, played 59 games in her. What was it two, three seasons at Utah? Average four and a half points per game. Utah yeah. is a very good team for those. Who and then uh, Logan McNeil didn't play a lot last year, but she was about 10 minutes ish, just below 10 minutes a game. Yeah. Um, so it just adds a little bit more depth. So yeah, no, I think 10th is like perfect for like legitimately perfect for them right now. Yeah, I was looking through the rest of the state. I didn't really see anybody. Uh, Texas State, no. Yeah, no. Utah, Texas State rebuilding their front. I mean. But, You'll we'll look at Texas State's roster. I don't know if you looked at Texas State's roster. A lot of these are like, who? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, because, because the past oh. couple of years we got so used to that same core. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, we'll we'll look at. We'll yeah, look yeah. At, um, we'll look at and talk about it. But um, yeah, them UT Arlington. I didn't see much. Stephen F. Austin. We talked about not much there as far as that we know of. That we know. Right, right, right. Like, like there will be out players the who right step now. up. There'll be players who step up, but yes. Um, One team that I am curious about, and again, we'll get into this when we get into our previews and all that. Do you know anything about UTEP women's basketball right now? <laughs> no, I looked. I have their tab open on my screen right now because I've been trying to look over and see, like, all right, am I missing something? Am I missing? Adams just like Adele completely Tech. just like blew up that roster and was like, yeah. "We need everybody different." <laughs> yeah, 
Adele Tech is the one. Yes, that, Adele Tech is the one that I recognize. That we know. Like yes. that's the one coming from TCU, obviously, um, before UTEP. And then, you know, she started all all their all but one games last year. There's a lot of Juco point, on this team. <laughs> yeah, six eight point six boards for Adele Tech last year. Yeah. Uh, she's a good player. Yes. But after that, it was like I didn't know who else to put. It's in. a I was lot of Juco it. on this team. <laughs> and as much as junior college players, like they can work out as we know, yes. like we yes. fans of JUCOs, but when assessing the top 10 teams and top 10 front courts or back courts in the state, I can't bring myself to fully bring a right junior, Yeah. Junior college players, like your second best or third, like right. play a uh, front court player here. So, yep. Um, yeah, that's it. SMU, uh, Texas Southern and Prairie View didn't stand out. Sam Houston, nothing. Abilene Christian had a couple, I think were notable Addison Martin and Claire Traeger, I think are solid players. Um, other than that, not much, not much. So that's it. Yeah. There you go. Uh, top ten backcourts and front courts on the women's side in the state. Um, next year or next week, I was thinking about doing our fantasy draft like we did last year. That was a lot of fun. So we'll look into that. And yeah. then, I mean, scrimmages are about to start up for teams, so we can maybe dip into that. Um, I didn't have any big takeaways. We'll probably talk about this a little bit more. But like from the AP polls, we don't have to spend too long on it, but. Um, on the women's side, Texas at 13, Baylor at 19, AM receiving votes, fourth most votes there. Men's side, Houston six, AM 18, Texas. Oh, sorry, I'm on Dick Vitale's ballot. Sorry, let me click off of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Texas 23, I don't remember that. Uh, anyways, AM 15, Texas 18, Houston seven. Um, and then I think it was TCU receiving votes, like seventh most vote something like that so yeah i don't know if a quick thought on that no i mean i think i think uh baylor's the team i was actually on um cameron stewart who's the baylor 365 um and he does the locked on baylor podcast i went on his show to talk about talk about the ap poll a little bit i think last year i think baylor for me and you, I think you you convinced me with like the additions of like Ray J. Dennis and all that. I think they're a team that a lot of people still think may have flaws and don't really know about because they're unsure of what to think about when it comes to the poll or the 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 roster makeup. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of different players, but I think me and you and Baylor fans are very optimistic in how those players fit. And so I can understand, like you know, I can understand the uh, uh, the Missouri beat writer not knowing that. Ray J. Dennis and Jacoby yeah. Walter may be pretty good together, you know? So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, it doesn't surprise me, but I do think they are rated pretty low. Yeah. Uh, 20th. Well, we're going to debate Baylor versus Texas more in the coming weeks. That'll Ooh, be, yeah. we get our, when we get our season predictions, I will definitely have all of the, um, honestly, I have some Houston takes, so we'll, we'll debate a lot. So. All right. Yeah. We'll have plenty, plenty <laughs> to talk about. All right. Uh, thank y'all for joining us. Leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube. If you haven't already, I think um, you know that's growing uh, pretty pretty well going into yeah. the year. So, yeah, thank you all for joining us. We will talk to you later.